0: Thank you, team. Thank you, Lord. You know, we're going kind to of come around water baptisms this morning and there may be people in this room, many of you that have already been water baptized. Some of you have been water baptized perhaps in different ways. And I remember when I was first water baptized the first time, I've been water baptized twice and you may think that that's doctrinally wrong, but I don't care because I was visited by God. The first time I was water baptised, we went to a church. And um, in that church, they had a baptismal font in the corner of the church. And they would line us up in our white gowns. And then they would take us to the pool. And we'd get into the pool. And then we put our hands like this. And they would go, one, two, three, we're going to duck you. And they'd duck us down, bring us up, and go, you're done. And when they did that to me, I said, I'm not done. Because I was a brand new Christian who had had an experience with Jesus Christ And I wanted my water baptism to be as was written in the Word of God, that there was an experience that happened in that moment. It wasn't a religious ducking in water, a religious requirement that I was to go through and that I wasn't to experience anything. From what I read in the Scriptures, that when Jesus Christ, even Jesus Christ was water baptized, the heavens were open. He heard a voice from heaven say, "'This is my Son.'" In whom I am well pleased, listen to him. Then a dove came down from heaven and landed on Jesus. He was filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit. He was taken into the wilderness for 40 days, fasted and prayed, came out of the wilderness and began to perform miracles, signs and wonders and fulfill the call of God that was on his life." That was the experience that I read in the scriptures about water baptism. Now I'm in this font. I've got my arms crossed. I'm ducked in the water. I duck up. Nothing happens. I don't see heaven open. I don't hear the voice of the Father. No dove lands on my shoulder. There's nothing going on. There's no experience. They say, You're done. I said, I'm not done. I said, Duck me again. It didn't work. And so they're saying, you have to get out of the pool, Julie. And I'm going, I'm not getting out of the pool. And I had my hands raised like this because I knew I'd seen the face of Jesus. I had an experience at salvation and I knew that something must happen in these waters of baptism. Everything that we do in Jesus Christ is not by religion or by rules and regulations, but it's by experience because Jesus died so that we might have relationship with the Father. So everything we do, even water baptism, is to bring us closer to the Father, amen? to wash us clean of all of our sin, to to take us through a death, a burial, and a resurrection with Jesus Christ. Something has to change if I'm going to die. Something has to change if my sins are going to be buried. Something has to change if my whole life is being left in that water. When I'm taken backwards in death, you know, when you die, you lay down. And you can put your hands like this when you die if you like. And then when you come up, I've left my whole life behind and I'm being raised in Jesus Christ. And so many years went past and I had had that religious ducking and didn't feel like anything really happened. And then one day we were watching a water baptism. And how many of you know that there is a difference between what we do in the natural and what we do in the anointing? Who knows that we can sing songs to God in the natural and no one is moved. No one is changed. But unless we have the presence of God, unless God is with me, Moses said, do not send us from this place. See, this church is, our motto is this, our, our, what do you call it? Our motto, our saying, our, our mission statement is this experience transform and belong so if we're going to do water baptisms we need to do water baptisms in the anointing who would agree with that so that there is an experience for people to have so that they are transformed and so they learn to belong Not just belong in the house of God, but belong to the church, belong to God, belong to themselves, be transformed into a place of total belonging, total peace with who I am. In the waters of baptism, something has to change. So I'm watching this water baptism and I realize I can literally, with my eyes as I'm watching this water baptism, I see a haze over the water and I realize that I'm looking at the anointing. And as they're water baptizing people, people are being transformed in the waters of baptism. And I went, now that is a water baptism that I think is real. That's what I want to have done to me when they put me in that tank, put my hands like that, and when you're done. That's what I believe should have happened to me. And so I heard the voice of the Lord say to me, Julie, walk, walk into the waters. I want to baptize you into a new anointing. And three times I questioned God. Are you, is that sure that's you? And I mean, are you allowed to be baptized again? You know, and I ask someone, you know, they say, one baptism, one anointing, you know, da 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 da. And I went, oh, okay, I mustn't be hearing God. But who knows? That sometimes you just have to listen to that still small voice inside of you and the, and the unction and the prompting of the Holy Spirit that, that, that God is calling you into something deeper and more real than you've ever experienced before. And every time we come to church, there should be that sense of, God is calling me to something deeper and more real than I experienced last Sunday. God is calling me to do something deeper and more real. God is going to speak to me today. Even those today that are watching the water baptisms, you open your hearts to God because I'm telling you, God is going to speak. He's going to speak to you. He's speaking to you right now. He's speaking to you about going deeper and deeper and deeper into him. And so I walked into those waters fully clothed. And I could feel the anointing on me. I could feel the face of the Father smiling at me. I could could feel all of heaven poised, ready for me to walk into those waters as if the whole of heaven had been waiting for this moment, for me to walk into the water. I knew it was a divine moment in God. And I walked in with my whole heart laid bare before God, saying, God, everything I am, I take into these waters. My whole life I give to you. Everything washes off me. I want to be cleaned and healed and set free so I can serve you with everything that I am. And I had the most glorious experience I was slain in the spirit in the water. If anybody knows what slain in the spirit means, when the power of God is so strong on you, that you can't possibly stand up. I mean, I challenge you right now to be translated to heaven, to stand in front of God and stand up in front of him right now. Do you think you could? I mean, there's a song about that, isn't it? you know, what's going to be like when we stand in heaven, we stand before him, how am I going to react to him, I don't know, I think your knees would shake firstly, I don't think you could look at him or I think you would fall flat on your face, that's what would happen if you stood before God, so when we stand before God in the waters of baptism or even in the presence of God in the anointing, we, we just can't stand, the power of God sometimes is so strong that we can't and I'm in the water and The guy's standing on the shore because they'd finished the water baptisms and they were out. And I said, no, no, last one, here I am. And he's standing on the shore, he said, I'll just go in. And a couple of guys went in as catchers to make sure I didn't drown because they knew there were baptisms in the anointing. And he stood on the shore and he said, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, I baptize you. And I'm back here in the water. Boof, back I go into the water. I have an experience in God. I hit that water. I feel like dark shadows come off me. I feel like things that have entrapped me, rejection and pain and, 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 and things I'd been through in my childhood came off me in those waters. And I, and I heard the guy yell out to me, now you'll be able to love as you've always wanted to love. And they pulled me out of that water and sat me down and put a towel over my head. And I had this vision of this girl running up this hill. And she's picking flowers as she goes up this hill. She's got long flowing hair. And she's singing the most beautiful song. And said, oh, if only I could sing like her. And if only I look like her. And if only I could be as free as that. you know, Then I'd be happy. And this girl turns around and it's me in this vision. And I'm looking at myself. And all I could say was, I have been ripped off because I had that much self-hatred in myself, I didn't even see myself as I truly had been created to be in God. And I looked at myself and went, I've been ripped off. And then I began to, in this vision, I began to climb the hill, and I've got these flowers in my hand, I see Jesus at the top, and the first thing I do is go to give him the flowers. And he gently pushes my hand away, and he said, Julie, it's not what you can give me, or what you can do for me, that I want. He takes my bare hand. He said, it's just you I want. It's just you. And we walked off into the sunset. It was one of those incredible moments. Don't underestimate what God can do in your life if you open yourself up to the reality of the anointing and what God can do if you're in the anointing doing something, not in religion. Amen? Just quickly, I want to read you these scriptures. You know, the word baptism in Hebrew is mikvah which means full immersion. Do you know what it feels like to be fully immersed in God? I mean, you go into those waters and you're basically saying, God, fully immerse me in you. Everything I am, everything I have, I give to you. And I know the people that are being water baptized this morning, that's your heart or you wouldn't be here. Acts 2.38 says, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39 says, The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off, for all whom the Lord will call. And as I mentioned before in Romans, it speaks about the death and the resurrection in baptism. That Romans, the Romans scripture I gave you? Yeah. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? So we're being baptized and it's like Jesus, we, we, we're uh, partnering with him in his death. We're leaving everything behind and we're being raised up and it's like resurrection being raised up out of the water. Matthew 3, 11 to 17. And this is talking about Jesus' baptism. I baptize you with water for repentance, John said. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. See, when we're baptized in Jesus, we're baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. See? John said that. I baptize you with water, but he's going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. Are we being baptized into John today, or are we being baptized today into Jesus in Holy Spirit and fire? His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. That means that as Jesus, as you're baptized into Jesus, not only will He fill with the Holy Spirit and fire, but He's dealing with the enemies of your soul in those waters. Amen. He's dealing with that. You know, it's you know, Pastor Phil often likens water baptism to when Moses brought the people out of Egypt. So they're in captivity. That's where we are in slavery. Moses brings them out of Egypt. That's like our salvation, amen? But who knows that's not the end of the story. We come out of Egypt, out of bondage in our salvation. We are saved out of bondage. And we're going on a journey. And then we come to water, the Red Sea. The Red Sea is parted. We're going through the Red Sea, but the enemies of our soul want to come after us. The enemies of our soul want to come and they want to stay around. Amen. But how many of you know that as the people get to the other side, the waters close over and all the enemies are destroyed? And that's what's going to happen in those waters today, in Jesus' name. Amen? Everything gets dealt with, in Jesus' name. And so he says, Jesus... But John tried to defer Jesus, saying, I can't baptise you. I need you to be baptised by you, and you come to me. And Jesus replied, listen to this, "...let it be so now, it is proper for us to do this to fulfil all righteousness." And then John consented, as soon as Jesus was baptized in water, he um, uh, baptized, he went out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice came from heaven saying, "This is my son whom I love. In him I am well pleased. This is my daughter in whom I am well pleased." If Jesus needed to be baptized, how much more do we? And so this is a significant moment in the lives of people this morning. And we are so honored and privileged as a church to walk them through this. Who who believes that? Are we honored as a family to walk our family through the waters of baptism this morning? You know, we all need to hear the voice of God. We all need to hear him speaking to us. And this morning as we're baptizing people, we're going to give the opportunity for a few people who are prophetic to speak over their lives and to give them prophetic words. And we're going to record those prophetic words so that there's something that they can keep and see what God said. The heavens opened, God spoke, we believe God will speak today to his people but today, he uses prophets and prophetic people to speak through in Jesus' name. Isn't that great? You know, the last thing I want to leave you with this is this, before we do these water baptisms. There's something so important in the Psalms. You know, as Phil said, we're reading uh, the Bible in 30 days, the whole Bible in 30 days, Phil and I. So it's about, you know, a couple of hours reading a day. And, you know, you're getting immersed in the Word of God. One thing that rings true to me, how important it is for us to remember what God has done for us and to tell the stories to our children and our children's children so that we don't again lose the next generation and the next generation or even lose what we have ourselves. How many times do you remember the day that you were saved? The day that you were water baptised? When was the last time God spoke to you and you heard his voice so deep or you read the scriptures and they jumped out to you? When's the last time you couldn't wait to get into prayer because you just longed to be with him and longed to be, you know, embraced by him and longed to be in his presence? You know, we must not forget. And so it says in Psalm 78, 3 to 4, we've heard true stories from our fathers about our rich heritage. We will continue to tell our children and not hide from the rising generation the great marvels of our God, his miracles and power that has brought us this far. You know, there's one scripture that really stood out to me in the Old Testament, and it was after Moses had raised Joshua And Joshua had done all these wonders and brought the people into the promised land. And then there's a scripture that says, and then there arose a generation who neither knew God or knew of the miracles that he had done. There arose a whole generation. You know, it's so important that you do not forget what God has done for you and that you continue to tell the stories. Remind yourself write it down, read old prophecies, read old diaries, remind yourself of what God has done and don't become complacent about the beauty of what you're living in and the gift that you have been given. Don't let the fire go out on the altar of your heart. Stay baptised, stay full of God, stay in love with Him And talk about it to your children and your children's children. And today there's some children being baptised. So obviously there's some parents doing some good storytelling in this place. As you witness these baptisms today, can I encourage you to remember and rekindle the passion and hear the voice of your father again and pick up the purpose for your life again. And if you're being baptised today do this intentionally with a true willingness to be fully immersed into Christ, to leave your past behind and come up fresh and clean, ready to hear your father's voice and walk in full obedience to him for the rest of your lives. Amen. We're going to stand, we're going to sing one more song in the presence of God to prepare the altar and the pool for God and all those being water baptized, if they could